Hello and welcome to the Over the Barricade Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Downing, joined as always by my tag team partner, the deadliest catch, Lee Brando. Hello, Ryan. Whoa. <laughs> I was a little close to the mic. Still up. You, you sure? You, you good? Yep. You good? Yep. All right. Um, I'm great. I have no segue. I have no lead. I have... We're off to... Uh-oh. 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 We're off to audio problems right gotta, off the bat. We gotta get the gimmick over. Apparently, apparently that's our gimmick. One day we'll have another guest. Um, so, a few things to go through this week, obviously. Um, Did TL- we talk about... Um, TLC is this Sunday. Uh, true. There are a couple of notable WWE absences. True. For the past two weeks or so. What, what did we, we talk, talk about, about last week? Did, did we, we talk, talk about, about Jimmy Jacobs? Why are we not allowed to say his name? I don't know. He just seems like he's banned. I'm. Well, uh, we we did at length, but oh, okay. He uh, he right after that proceeded to post a secondary photo with his, all his friends in Chicago, which and released a shirt, and will be returning at Beyond Wrestling um, in November. He did not take long. Nope. Should we talk about Schmevel? Are, are you speaking some sort of like crazed pig Latin or something? No, I feel like if I say the names, then we uh, we owe money or something. I don't know. What about Schmaya Schmacks? You're really entertaining yourself over there with all this. Yeah. No, we didn't talk about Neville last week. Imagine if Neville came back to the Indies or New Japan and went by Schmevel. Do you think he'd be in the more, sh- in the Schmelit Schmub? More over, less over, or the same amount of over? Um. Well, if he was with the Bullet Club, he'd be way over because one, you're instantly over, but two, they would find a way to work, make it work. Oh, they could change it to too sweet. I think that's too close. I think the cease and desist covers that. Does it Does it cover sweet? What if they called him cease and desist? What if he... Listen, what if, what if he, Schmevel, uh, went to Ring of Honor and he became tag team partners with uh, the villain Marty Skrull? And what if they as a tag team were called cease and desist? That'd be good. I could see it. Booking genius the man that gravity and wwe forgot forgot. yes the man that gravity and vince forgot the man that 205 live forgot that's a sad moniker not 205 live (laughs) uh but yeah there's a lot of um so neville's and jimmy jacobs are probably not with wwe anymore but Nia Jax probably still is. She's just taking a leave of absence, according to everyone, except the WWE, who says that doesn't exist. Also, Bray Wyatt, if you haven't noticed, hasn't been there in two weeks. I know it's hard to believe that because of those great Sister Abigail promos, but he hasn't been there because, uh, unfortunately, Bo Dallas, uh, who's his real-life brother, has been pretty sick. No one knows exactly what, but it's enough to take him off the road, take Bray off the road, take JoJo off the road uh, for the last two weeks. But he apparently will be, uh, Bray Wyatt, that is, will be at TLC this Sunday. In an unrelated note, Tom Phillips also off the road. Also off the road, on assignment. According to Michael Cole. What does that mean? I, what, what, assignment is assignment? Did, what is his assignment? What is he going to do? Is he going to a war zone? <laughs> if he pops up on CNN, like Geraldo Rivera circa 1982, no, I'm going to laugh. He's going to show up backstage with the WWE camera at Impact Wrestling, because that really is a war zone right now. What if he shows up or, at the Bullet Club? What if he... Tom Phillips is in the Bullet Club? Yes. It would be the most over Tom Phillips will ever be in his career. And he goes by Phil Tomops. I, I th- are, are we sure that's not a name that Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho already gave him? Is it? 
I mean, they called him everything else. For it was one of the better running gags for like four weeks. Yeah, true. Um, so, um, really quick are, on Nia Jax before we okay. get away from her. I'm trying to. Uh, while you're saying that, I'll try to think of other absences. Uh, the New York Post has uh, posted a story which apparently, of course, after a ring post. Yes, that's exactly what the New York Post is. Um, Sports Illustrated earlier in the week reported that uh, Nia Jax requested a leave of absence. uh, According to them, because of unhappiness with her booking and pay. And that, of course, uh, was a leave of absence that WWE granted, which doesn't seem like the WWE style. So Alexa Bliss, who is obviously friends with Nia Jax in real life, they both came up through... Uh, NXT together, and they are frequently seen on screen together. Um, She has come out and said that it's not due to her pay. Uh, She is being a little bit vague, but uh, according to the New York Post story, who got a quote from her, quote, we've talked about it a lot, Bliss told the Post. Uh, Quote, whatever she's going through, I wouldn't necessarily call it a leave of absence. She's taking some time off because her schedule is very grueling. It's very, very demanding. There are times when you, where you are run down and your body can't do it anymore and you get sick or you get injured from it and you get tired. So I feel like everyone needs to reset once in a while. In NXT, I took a few resets and it was never like public knowledge, but we all need them. We all take them once in a while. I am happy when she comes back. I feel like everyone needs that refresher week or refresher moment, end quote. Um, and... Uh, Of course, she was also asked if she would be back sooner rather than later. And Alexa Bliss said, quote, absolutely, no doubt in my mind. So it sounds like Nia Jax just needed a couple of weeks, which if this is a new tactic by WWE to actually allow talent to take a little time here and there. That would be cool. Well, that would be cool because as we've seen in the past, not letting them do that seems uh, seems to have bitten them in the worst way in a few occasions. One of them being um, CM Punk. Who? Uh, Shmi-shmi-shmi-shmunk? Shmi-shmunk? I I don't know. How do we do this? It sounds... Phil! A Phil! Um, Brooke Phillips. (laughs) Yes. Um, Brother to Philip Todd's? I'm confused. So am I. Um, We have uh, a pay-per-view coming up. We do. And then... Let me do that into the mic. You're a true professional. Don't don't hit the cough button. Do we have a cough button? No, we don't. Okay, good. We don't have a cough button. We don't have that kind of money. Well, it's not in our gimmick, too, so... That's true. Um, Anyway, TLC is coming up on Sunday... Right. There's a TLC match. Nothing's hanging above the ring. Which basically just means in a, it's, it's a, a lim- hardcore match. It's a limited extreme rules match. If they use a kendo stick, do they get disqualified? They won't use a kendo stick. They won't have any nearby. Say they find one. Say somebody brings one, like old ECW days. Take my crutch. What like you- in the video game where somebody hands you a guitar randomly. Right. But if you build a table out of kendo sticks, then that's fine, because that's a table. What constitutes a table? If you sit on it, is it still a table, or is it a chair? I don't know. If it, if you sit on a ladder, is it a ladder, or is it a chair? If you step on a chair, is it a chair, or is it a ladder? Even could be a table. So these are the deep insights. Think that about that, that WWE. Next, next time you name a pay per view, <laughs> these are the deep insights that you come here for. Um, After TLC, there will be Survivor Series, and we are pretty certain that the main event is going to be a champion versus champion match. It won't be in the main event. Well, I promise you now. Ah, main event. <laughs> they will say a main event, but it will not go last. How do you think the? How do you? How do you book that though? How do you book that? How do you book it? Because you want to build up Jinder. He's going to India the next month. Well, so that's a good way to get him to still be champion by then, obviously. True. 
So Lesnar, his Lesner, number one contender is obviously picked in AJ Styles. Uh, really quick, we must before we go too far into the booking. I just want to point out that apparently Survivor Series is now the only, only pay per view of the year where Raw and SmackDown superstars can take each other on. Is that the new gimmick? Michael Cole said it on SmackDown. And you know if Michael Cole said it, Vince told him to. True. So now, this is apparently the new Survivor Series gimmick. It's like bragging will it last, rights. Will it last more than a year? I don't know. Probably not. Well, the brands themselves don't seem to last more than a year before they get completely reconstructed. With a superstar shakeup. Remember when we were going to have a superstar shakeup right after SummerSlam? I'm well, so glad we didn't. This this quote-unquote mass exodus is a bit of a shakeup that we've been talking about. I can't think of any other absences, but I did just read that perhaps Bray Wyatt is also sick. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, TLC this Sunday. Is that what we're talking about? Do we want to have some continuity here? Um. Sure. Let's let's have continuity. I'm All sorry. Right. I want to look up really quick what how WWE is listing TLC's match titles because I just went on Wikipedia and I found a very interesting uh, match listing. I just want to see what it is. Wow, they really did pick a picture of Sister Abigail, quote unquote, <laughs> for uh, for that. Wow. That did you notice on the Raw um, the the uh, what happened last week when they did that like recap of what happened the week before mm-hmm. they took away the voice effect from bray wyatt on all but like three words yeah it was weird the whole thing is not good and tlc for better or worse is a one match pay-per-view don't worry uh we now it is i can confirm wwe is booking it's not bray wyatt doesn't have to be there because it is the demon versus sister abigail so is this an intergender match an interspecies match or an interdimensional match all of doesn't the above? it make your head hurt <laughs> it makes it makes my heart hurt because i love pro wrestling and i don't know what this is and both guys bray wyatt and finn balor are great but they're not being booked at all. And if it's true that Finn Balor's going to be the next challenger for Brock Lesnar after SummerSlam or Survivor Series, excuse me, if that's true, this is not the way to heat him up to get there. You know, I, I don't know. Can we let's let me let's just go through this card real quick because I didn't realize all the matches that were on this card. Let's start from the beginning, shall we? Okay. Drew Gulak to present a WWE Cruiserweight Championship edition of his PowerPoint presentation. Well, golly me. Let me buy a ticket right now. Well, that, don't a, you worry, friend. A live PowerPoint presentation? It's on the kickoff show. Oh, whew. Which means it won't make the DVD, which means Drew Gulak will leave a la Neville in a few months. Isn't PowerPoint trademarked? By Microsoft? Uh, yes, it is. And I, <laughs> I don't think they, they know that. that. You you think they would just say of his presentation slides or some other nondescript. No, they had to pick the one trademarked item. Can you imagine, though, if PowerPoint wasn't actually trademarked and WWE stumbled onto this gold mine? Um, I could imagine that, but it, it, WWE wouldn't do it. Microsoft's lawyers are too good. I don't know how this has gone by so far. So far, Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox in the kickoff match. Um, did you know that nobody cares about this match? I did. and Did I you think... know that Alicia Fox now has her own t-shirt? I did, and um, I, th- I like Alicia Fox's character. I think she plays it well. Um, when it's not overexposed, it's a very good character. Um, it's somehow different than all the other, like, yeah. kind of, like, screeching, whiny-type heel that she is when there's a couple of those that have been around yeah it's a very archetypal and i i'm not sure that this match wasn't shoehorned in because of the nijax thing i'd say that's probably accurate yeah so um did you know that we have a cruiserweight tag team match i guess we do (laughs) 
Did you know that the Cruiserweight Tag Team Match is Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan take on Gentleman Jack Gallagher and the Brian Kendrick? Now, the thing about this match is, if it were in an indie promotion, which it almost could be, you could imagine it, I could imagine it, a year ago, two years ago, it would be a great match, and it's still going to be a good match. On paper, it's good, but nobody's going to care. This would be like an Evolve main event. Yeah, but... (laughs) There, people would care, and, and because the crowd was into it... Or it would, MCW. It would MCW be a great would match. kill for this match. Yeah, but because the crowd just isn't going to care... Where are they for TLC? Um, They are in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ah, uh, well... So they're in Lesnar's hometown... And, and he's, he's not there! He's not even on the show? Wait a minute! They're, a- they are at the Target <clears throat> Center in Minnie. Who booked this? Who booked this crap? I didn't. It didn't dawn on me when I first saw it was in Minneapolis that Lesnar's not. Not only is he not on the card, he is not scheduled to appear. He's going to be on Raw the next night, which won't be in Minneapolis. I know the Minneapolis fans probably want Brock Lesnar, but you know what they're going to do? They're going to still sell a Vikings-colored Suplex City T-shirt. Oh, of course, of course. They they made a Seahawks colored yes shirt and Dan O'Brien hasn't worn the yes shirt in what four years. I th- I, I I thought he was going to actually come out wearing it, and then he came out wearing the same plaid button up he normally does, which is fine. But he really he literally only wore it to take a Twitter picture, and then like people freaked out. I saw a bunch of them in the crowd, which is cool. If if you've got a wrestler from your hometown. And you also like the football team or whatever the colors are representing. Uh, in L.A., they'd probably be the Lakers or something. If if you're down with that, that's great. But that feels like shilling. Like, absolutely shilling. Pandering. Um, that's shilling, like, to a DX level. Yeah. So, Lesnar's not on the card. Nope. We've talked about... The women's match. We talked about the cruiserweight tag match. What else we got? I, I know we have a cruiserweight championship match in which the champion claims he will walk out the new champion. And in which the heel is probably going to get cheered. And he's he's claiming he's working harder, not smarter. He is working harder, not smarter. Uh, Kalisto defends against Enzo. We can only assume that Enzo is going to win. Uh, at least that would be my assumption. I don't, maybe, hey, maybe Neville comes back. Let's all think about what could happen, but what's not going to happen. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Oscar um, versus Emma. The thing about this is, I've seen them have good matches in NXT, and actually, yes, because it was the last time we saw this matchup was Asuka debuting. Yeah. And she debuted against, in a program with Dana Brooke and Emma. And that was the last feud that Dana Brooke and Emma had before they came up. And then Emma promptly got hurt. Yeah. And it derailed her completely. And then Emmalina and then all that crazy thing. So Emma's and, career and Dana has... Brooks randomly around every now and then. I know she's going through personal hard times, but... She's, she's a little... She's... Basically, the the person who's come out on the good end of this is Asuka, but how yeah. apropos. My point is, they could have a good match, but this isn't the time to. This is the time to showcase Asuka, and I see this match going four or five minutes. And remember, she she broke her collarbone three months ago? Yeah. Two, no, two months ago. It's only been two months since SummerSlam weekend. Wow. So. I think she's. This is going to be a quick match, and I think that's a good way to get Asuka out there to get her to have this debut and not have her overexert herself or put herself in any risk. Emma might get some offense in, but I could very easily see this match going five minutes at the most, and Emma just gets annihilated, never puts in any offense. You know, Asuka's but Asuka's going to have question. a chance to show off her repertoire. I do question. They bring pretty much everyone up from NXT this way, right? They put them, they book them in a match. They make a big deal about it. And they then, did the same thing with Bobby Roode. Yeah, I question if that's the right way to do it. What if you know? Because that's what everyone's expecting at this point, right? What if they're going about the match and then 
you know, Dana Brooke or Nia Jax, somebody that no one's expecting, comes out, interferes, costs Asuka the match, Emma wins, now we've got a program. Would that be better? Not with... If Asuka has the match won. Not with Asuka being undefeated. Because that would be... That's true. I think with her being undefeated, you can't do that this early. That's I think true. it's That's it's true. not a good idea. Now, I could see where Asuka... You do the same thing, but Asuka still gets the win. She gets the win, and then somebody else jumps her. And it's a two-on-one from there. I could see where that would work. Or they never start the match. That, that would also work. That could also work. Because uh, you still get Asuka. You still get the entrance. You still get to see her come out. But... It's the women's division. They're not going to put that much thought into it, unfortunately. unfortunately. They're not going to think of an interesting way to do this. They're just. Have gonna... you noticed that it changed from the women's revolution to the women's evolution? Uh, yes, according to Renee Young, and given that they are like serious about doing that. I can only assume that somebody was saying it into her ear to stick stick to that. So, I don't or know. maybe that whole bit was just to say it was... It, that we're changing the branding on this. Maybe. And it was a way to try and... It might have been actually the most clever thing they've done for Emma in a while. It's do it that way where it seems more real and natural. Uh, um, third women's match on the show. It's the Raw Women's Championship match. Which I've begrudgingly gotten used to saying Raw Women's Championships, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I hate that. I, I, I miss the days when it was World on one end and WWE on the other. I do, too. Um, I think that's also because they didn't seem so brand exclusive. Yeah. Now they do, and there's no way around that. The Raw, we know that the only titles that could possibly switch shows are the singles, yeah. men's titles. Single men's titles. They couldn't. The only thing they could do otherwise is they swap both champions and they just give them each other's belts. And they don't count it as a new title reign, which I think they've painted themselves. And really, the only two that are likely to switch are the Intercontinental and U.S. because the Universal title is freaking red. You know they would change that bad boy to blue in a heartbeat. Do they keep the WWE? I don't. I don't think color of leather strap should denote anything about the prestige or definition of a championship. That's why the WWE title is the more prestigious title, even though currently. Well, that part. We'll get there. Um, so Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, they've made Mickey James actually look good coming into this feud, which I... Even though they called her old every second that they've gotten the opportunity. Remind you of Piggy James circa 2009? I guess so. But you know, she's not even that old. You know, Tamina's older than Mickey James. Isn't Mickey James like in her mid-30s now? She's 38, I'd say. I think Tamina's 39, 40... Crack research team, hard at work. Um, Bobby Roode's older than Mickey James. You know, Mickey James' age is the third Google search. Just in case you're interested, if you type in if you type in Mickey James, Mickey James' age comes up third. Uh, well, of course, she is married to Magnus. Of course, uh, which is just fantastic. Uh, she is 38 years old. She turned 38 in August. There you go. She's barely 38 years old, and she doesn't look it. She looks great. Yeah, she does. She's she's not as... You can tell she's older than the rest of the roster around her, except maybe Alicia Fox, but you can't... You never see Alicia Fox, so... Uh, but she doesn't look like... We're not talking Asuka's like... Asuka's older, too. Asuka's like 36. Asuka is in her mid-30s, too. Yeah. Uh, continue on while I look up Tamina's age, because this is what we're going to do right now. I think Tamina's 39. You should look up Asuka's age. I'm going to do that, but I want to look up... While we're looking at our phones, I'm going to take a quick segue. Did you see John Cena's Instagram post? No, I did not, but you are at... Wow! Tamina and I share a birthday. Oh, really? (laughs) Um, yes, Tamina was also born January 10th. But yes, you are correct. She's 39. She will be 40 in January. Wow. Also, I have my phone up to the microphone, so I apologize for the clipping sound. I think your phone is probably also doing that, too. Am I? Probably. That's why I normally use my computer and not my phone. Ah. Uh, But, um... And for Asuka's age, she's 36. I'm three for three! Yep. 36, and she turned 36 in September. So... Ember Moon is 29. I'm, I'm just, like, you know, on fire... 
But segue, this is what John Cena posted on Instagram. I'm going to reveal it to Ryan, and then I'm going to let Ryan explain his interpretation of it. Sorry, I'm just looking at everybody's ages now because I'm super intrigued. Smojo's 38. So, Nikki really, Cross's legs are 28. Not, Google, her, not her torso. Google has a picture of all these wrestlers, but it's like Wikipedia pictures. Ty Dillinger, Finn Balor, both 36. They, It's these Wikipedia pictures, and for Nikki Cross, they don't have her like head or torso. It's literally just her legs from her thighs down, and this is very awkward. So this is John Cena's Wow, Natalia's only 35. Following SmackDown. I'm letting what? I'm letting you explain it to the audience, to the listeners. Wh- why? What? I don't get it. Low attendance. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Is that what he was doing? Do we know? Is he? Why would John Cena do that? He's not there. John Cena has officially made his social media heel turn. He did. Um, John Cena, the only person who can who can. Uh, go after WWE. If you didn't see the post, it is Admiral Akbar, and he is photoshopped behind two guys holding a tarp, and of course he's saying it's a tarp. Um, if you like WWE at all, you know I know that they put tarps up over seats because they, they sold. They can't sell them, and they make sure everybody sits on sits so the hard cam can see them. This week was. I wish for, I wish uh, we could have done that for Extreme Rules because we were n- we were in okay seats, but I could have liked better seats. Well, um, so that's funny that John Cena did that. Also, the only other guy that can pretty much do it every once on social media and not get in trouble is Daniel Bryan, who's been having a wonderful interlude with Cody Rhodes. Yes, he has. You know that, especially in light of the Jimmy Jacobs thing, if anybody else did that, it would be like... Oh, no, if it was Tyler Breeze, he'd be gone. He'd be gone. You'd and I love Tyler Breeze, but he would be gone so fast. But since it's Daniel Bryan, who probably wants to get released... He's... Well, yes, but I think he's tactful about it, and he probably also knows that he's probably making more money now than he will... I, wrestling i don't know i don't i, I really true. don't know that's true it's, he probably has a big enough name that he could go back the, to ring of honor and run indie circuits and just go insane the table has turned you know cody's making more table. <laughs> cody's making more money now than he was and the bucks are probably making more money than they would they i can oh, tell yeah. you the bucks kenny omega those guys are making more money now than they would make in neville's WWE. probably gonna end up making more than he was i'm sure austin aries probably will you know and so it's really you know unless you're a top guy it's really kind of uh yeah unless you're in like tempting that, to... unless you're in like that top 10 which remember re as of 2016 big show was in the top 10 for highest paid wrestlers right so, unless you're somewhere in that top ten, I could easily see where you're making more. Not that, unless, not that you're unless making... you're making seven figures, I think you probably you you're probably not in that in that ballpark. Yeah, and I mean, it could be just the way things are now, but it could also be a sign of the times. You know, Ring of Honor is more profitable than they've ever been, and. It's only one can think it's only going to get bigger. I think we talked a little bit about this last week, but you know, it's it's certainly we're coming up on one of those. You know, there might be more than one uh, more than one show in town. Mm, I don't know about that because I think part of the one of the things it, I don't think you're wrong as far as the wrestlers go. I think as far as the wrestlers go and how the fans, the hardcore fans, look at it. I think there's a lot to be said for that. But what I think is more likely, because unless one of those bigger, those other promotions can put together a sort of uh, the anywhere near the type of presence WWE has had in any of the markets, then you might have a, you might have something worth you know looking at. But I think it's going to come down to an age thing. We know that the average WWE viewer is in their 50s. Correct. Um, They're only going to continue to age. 
while the younger people are going to search for something new and different. That's just always how it works. So that's, the, that's what WCW took so such great advantage with. Right. Part of the, Well, that was part of it. The other part of it is that WWE was skewed so young yeah. that the older audience who grew up on that stuff didn't want to watch it anymore. And so they, were, they now, were following their heroes, Hogan, Savage, etc., to WCW. So now we're kind of going in the other direction where WWE is kind of they've been they're on top and I don't at this point I don't I don't think they're infallible but I think it's going to take a lot of mistakes and a oh, lot I, of slip ups for them to screw up I and, don't think and fall back you know really close to anybody else but you know I, it's not so much that it's somebody that's direct competition with WWE because most of the hardcore fans also watch WWE the I think the thing that we're starting to see is kind of the secondary market we're seeing here's here's the, here's the 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 big thing here's the thing that everybody goes for this is the brand name well you know this other thing over here it's different it's more local or it's more you know it's it's almost i don't want to say hipster in a way but it's like part of its its charm is that it's not the mainstream mm-hmm. it's not the thing that everyone immediately thinks about if you're a wrestling fan and you go up to a random person on the street and say, hey, have you ever watched Ring of Honor? Most of them would have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know. I see a lot of Bullet Club shirts. I see more Bullet Club shirts than I do an aggregate of WWE shirts when well, I'm out in public. Well, and the I think part of that, too, is the Bullet Club has gotten to NWO levels of popularity for different reasons. Now... The, the Bullet Club is really the perfect hybrid of NWO and D-Generation X, obviously. But their in-ring style is something that is so vastly different than what is on WWE television. Even with NXT, which is a really, you know, kind of soft version of what Ring of Honor is tr- is putting on every week. Or, uh, or any event New Japan's doing. You know, New Japan's undercard is not the greatest place to be. Uh, it's it's not, it's not great. that bad. It's not terrible, uh, but New Japan's mid card is not quite, I think, as developed as they would probably like. But their main events are second to none. I mean, and we've talked about it before. New I mean, Japan's main events are typically really good. Um, Ring of Honor is really put together some really good cards and matches over the last six months to a year, more so than usual. Ring of Honor has always had a really good uh, in-ring presence. I mean, you look at a lot of the guys who have been in WWE in the last 10 years at least made a pit stop somewhere in Ring of Honor, um, where it, I think a lot of promotions when are more for developing to get to WWE or guys who have left. You know, guys like when Shelton Benjamin left, um, MVP when he left and he went to Japan and then ended up in uh, he ended up in Impact for a while that's uh, the funny thing too is WWE still refuses to acknowledge TNA Impact but they'll say on their programming Ring of Honor and New Japan yeah well they won't say New Japan most they, they will not say New Japan they'll say the IWGP yeah. which is not was not originally exclusively New Japan, as I, as, to my understanding, anyway. So it kind I of think it, it was. was IWGP. Well, I mean, it's supposed it's just to feel the separate. Board it's supposed to feel like it's governs. not brand exclusive necessarily. It's like yeah. it's, but it also feeds into New Japan's presentation of it, everything being an actual sport. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, and they have said New Japan in the past, but they keep it very limited. And they it's have said funny, Ring of like, Honor in the past, but they keep it very limited. And you notice some of the guys who say Ring of Honor, like Nigel McGuinness, mm-hmm. for example, most of the guys who are saying that came from those. Yeah, but it's like... Came from they, various they'll, other they'll, promotions. They'll not even really mention, even with Kurt Angle, they'll not even really mention... You know, that whole second half of his career yeah. that, might, that was, a, might have been better than his first half? And it's like, do they... Are they really behind the times enough to think that that's who they should be worried about? The first half of Kurt Angle's career is not entirely what got him into the Hall of Fame. It might have eventually, 
But I can tell you that he's in the Hall of Fame because partially because of the second half of his career, even if they won't acknowledge it. Yeah, we just hit the 10-year anniversary of Bound for Glory where he fought Sting. That was a huge thing for TNA, you know? And or that's G, G, TNA, because it, it was TNA. TNA at the time. <laughs> and that was back when TNA seemed like, wow, you know, he could really do something here. And uh, but anyway, little did we know. We never got to the main event of TLC, which is pretty much what they're selling the entire pay-per-view on. They have their U.S. champion, their tag team champions. Intercontinental champion. Or, right, yes. Intercontinental champion, tag team champions. All their big stars wrapped up in this eight-person. A mayoral candidate. A mayoral candidate. Um, is, have we checked on what Glenn Jacobs' status is as far as the Well, we're, we're way off from the election. So... The deadline to register to be on the ballot where he's running is February of 2018. So we're we're very far away from the election. We're months and months away. He has been getting a lot of WWE endorsements, though. Yeah, of course. Can we just talk about the fact that I just typed in Glenn Jacobs Mayor and jacobsformayor.com has this awkward-looking picture of him... In a sweater vest. In a sweater vest. In khakis. khakis, Sitting on what looks like a wooden bench. At least he's not wearing a tie. That's okay. You've got this other one that's him in glasses, and it's the oldest I've ever seen him look. I'm not saying he's not a smart guy. We all know that he's political and has an insurance company and is a very... Oh, no, I have I have no problem with Glenn Jacobs. I just don't like seeing him in a sweater vest. I have no problem with Glenn Jacobs in the slightest. I don't know his political views. I don't necessarily care um, at this point. Uh, but I can tell you that seeing him after seeing him as Kane for so many years, it seems unnatural. Even you know, there's just a think part about of me it that as thinks, Isaac Yankum. There's a part of me that thinks that his his corporate cane gimmick was really just listen guys i really i'm really looking at this as a possibility down the line can we like get some footage of me not being a monster just preconditioning yeah something like that um at corporate cane running running for office uh, i'm sorry we got way off track what were we talking about we were talking about the main event to tlc which the whole show is pretty much built around it all their talent you know all their Equity is tied up in that match. Yes, every 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 title that's um, not on a, the show. <laughs> well, any title that's not a, like a specific division title, right. even one of those is on here. But the women's title and the cruiserweight title are up for grabs. Can you imagine? There is a pay per view in 2017, and the only two championships that are being defended are the cruiserweight championship. And it's the really women's championship, which the women's match is probably actually going to be good, but it, I, I'm shocked. You know, I just, I don't, I don't, I, the, the TLC match is going to be good. It's going to go long. It's probably going to go 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Probably because they're going to need to fill so much time. Hence why we have a cruiserweight tag team match that apparently came out of nowhere. Maybe it happened on 205 Live. I don't know. I don't watch that show. Yeah. Um, so it's going to go long. It's going to be good. But the issue is they're not fighting for anything. You know? there's Where do you go from here? I didn't even know Jack Gallagher was apparently a heel. Or maybe he's not. Maybe he and Brian Kendrick. Maybe this is two faces. Two no, face teams. He, uh, he's gone heel. He wrestles in, you know the suit now he doesn't wear tights i don't watch 205 live um but anyway so you have the shield reunion right this is their first match back as a unit and they're taking on the miz sheamus and cesaro braun Strowman, and the newly returned kane so one can only think like okay so it's going to be a pinfall finish in a tlc match that's going to be weird and one can only think kane was brought back to take the fall. I can only assume because you definitely don't want Strowman eating the fall. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus will probably keep going. But I don't I don't and, really like that. You know, I don't really like this dynamic. No, because they actually for all the people when he said it when he said that Axel wasn't his fifth wasn't ever the fifth guy, 
it was like, well, who in the world could it possibly be? And then, of course, all the things came in. The fans were chanting for Samoa Joe, yeah. which I thought, at first, I was like, oh, that would be great. And then I thought about it. I was like, no, they're going to lose. Don't do that. And it ended up being Kane, and it actually worked. I don't. I think it was I actually think, a good surprise. I think the angle was done really well. I will say that. I just don't like Kane. Is he just gonna come back for this one show and take? Is he gonna pull a Chris Jericho where he comes back and his his return is this surprise big deal and then he disappears immediately afterwards? Like the Great Kali. <laughs> yeah, we the Great Kali was done a, a severe injustice. He came. He has seen more Punjabi prison matches than he's actually been in, so he really wanted to be in one again. <laughs> so, um, I mean, do, anyways, does this lead to Survivor Series with the Shield getting another member or two? I can only assume this this same match will be seen at Survivor Series plus two more. Or if Survivor Series is going to be an interpromotional showdown, I'd like to see the Shield versus the New Day. Won't happen, uh, because that that would be way too lighthearted, and they the shield is supposed to not be lighthearted right now. Um, I can tell you what I think is probably going to happen. It will be this matchup, minus Kane, plus Bray Wyatt on the heel side. The shield with Finn Balor, plus surprise entrant. John Cena. Actually, it could happen. <laughs> Can you imagine the Shield and John Cena on the same team? Like, what in the world do people do? Now, are they playing to the fact that Roman Reigns retired Undertaker? Because that's been speculated. And then, of course, an Undertaker return was speculated. Yes, the Undertaker return was absolutely speculated, I think. I I don't know. Um, that would you could use that to explain Kane's motives, but Kane is a monster. He doesn't really need motives, so I don't really care. The surprise was enough. Um, I I don't know. If you're looking for a fifth member, like I think Cena probably makes the most sense because that would be the main event. They would this would main event two consecutive pay per views, except for I used to think Jason and Jordan, but. It looks like he's joined Titus Worldwide now. So that's where that storyline's going to bottom out. He's not even on the Hulu 90-minute uh, version of Raw anymore. Will, um, will Jeff Hardy won't be back, right? No, Jeff Hardy. So you could Hardy, put Matt Hardy I, I believe there. Jeff Hardy's out for a few more months. Uh, you could, but I think Matt Hardy getting annihilated uh, by Braun Strowman was his exit for temporarily. Mm. I think that's the only thing that makes sense. I think Did you see the... Um, Twitter drama, oh, ever-present Twitter drama regarding Matt Hardy this week. No, I didn't. So Julie, Bring me up to speed. Uh, Julie Youngberg, I believe she's a seamstress for the WWE, and she used to be married to Shannon Moore. Shannon Moore, of course, mm-hmm. good friends with the Hardys. It's kind of the North Carolina wrestling clique going on there. Um, so she tweeted something along the lines of. You know, I'd rather see. I'm, I'm guessing somebody said something about broken Matt Hardy, and she said, "I'd rather see dead Matt Hardy." And then, of course, Rebby Sky jumps in. Of course, Rebby Hardy, excuse me, jumps in and is like, "You're crazy. Um, nobody likes you." Rebby Sky calling somebody else crazy. Is yeah, great. Like nobody talks about you. We forgot about you until you pushed yourself back into our lives, and all this and that. Uh, so it was just it was just dramatic. It was just very over the top. Yeah. Um, so I am pulling this up. Um, oh, that's what she said. Uh, let's see here. She said, I would love if the fifth man was dead, Matt. Did I say that? Which isn't even a, that good of a burn. Revy Hardy swiftly... Re- I'm on Bleacher Report. Uh, warning, tweets can say, contain NSFW language. NSFW, haven't heard of that promotion. <laughs> that would be a great promotion. Uh, what, what, what would the NSFW stand for? Um, North-South Federation <laughs> Wrestling. <laughs> New South Federation of Wrestling. New... New South Family Wrestling. That's it. That's the one. New South Family no, Wrestling. No. That's the one. National... 
Sports entertainment. No, that's, there's no e. Entertainment. <laughs> the quality you love. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah. National Super Fight Wrestling. There you go. Super Art Fight. National Super Fight Wrestling. NSFW. Um. Cool. I'm sorry, I'm reading Rebby Hardy's oh. hit Twitter exchange. Yeah, it was dramatic. That's, That's all you needed. It's dramatic. Go, go, uh... Of course, you know, Rebby Hardy on Twitter. Hardy also shared a screenshot of a comment Youngberg made on Facebook insinuating Matt wasn't the biological father of Max Hardy. <gasps> what? This is a wrestling angle, right? No, unfortunately not. Or, you know, there's there's two ways to look at life. Either everything is a work or nothing's a work. And I think everything's kind of a work. Aw. Rebby Hardy's cover page of her and her her and Matt and the kids just looks so pleasant. They look wonderful. <laughs> I like how they're all wearing the same Matt Hardy shirt. They're all wearing the Reborn by Fate shirt. It's it's lovely. Maxwell's like I had a better I had better booking last in the last promotion. <laughs> I was a king, damn it. He's got a win. He does have a victory. He does. He he, he he is, I think, the only undefeated wrestler in TNA Impact history. Perhaps. Perhaps. Somebody find that out. Crack I'm reading team. now that uh, Kenny Omega is being added to the ROH Supercard of Honor 12. Ooh. It's probably because they sold so many tickets with him on the last tour. <laughs> That's what I'm going to guess. Yes. I would imagine that I'm sure that Ring of Honor is asking for Kenny Omega from New Japan as often as possible. So he's the second um, wrestler to be announced for the Supercard of Honor 2018, joining Hiroshi Tanahashi. So it's looking it's a little New Japan heavy, but it's looking great. You know the Bucks will be on that card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the Young Bucks will be on that card, uh, obviously. I would assume the entirety of the Bullet Club, whatever they look like at that point in time, will be on that card in some form or fashion. Yep. Um, Looks like they're trying... They're they're trying to break the company's all-time attendance record of 3,500, which was set at last year's Supercard of Honor. Where are they holding it this year? Um, let me see if I can find that out real Could quick. Could they get an arena? <laughs> I don't I don't know if they're there yet. I mean, they certainly want to, right? That's that's the... Um, well, if Supercard of Honor is the same It will weekend. take place at the Uno Lakefront Arena, Saturday, April 7th, and will go against NXT TakeOver. Risky call, but didn't they do that last year? It is, but I think Adam Cole's going to be working for a different company this year. The Lakefront Arena holds 10,000 people. Ooh. That, to me, that says that they're going to go all out. It, uh, According to this, it can hold 8,900 uh, for basketball. Hmm. Um. Let's see if we can find a little bit more information about it. The capacity as listed on um, on Wikipedia is 8933, which is probably more realistic than 10,000. Mm. It it uh, it always depends. On... Even if they get, you know, all they've got to do is get to 3600. So, yeah, but you know that they won't don't want to look they could like... shatter. That's... I mean, there's there's ways to dress the building that people would not it wouldn't look empty. That's true. But you know, if they get if they get seven thousand, shoot, that would be a huge thing for them. And you know what? If they're in the area around WrestleMania weekend, there's no reason they couldn't. If they load up that card, they got Kenny Omega already announced. You know, if they load up that card, I mean, what what do you put on that main event to try to sell out that arena? Well, the Bullet Club would be a good start. Singles match. You gotta put sure. Cody if they can get or... Okada. Ooh. If they can Have, get Okada, I mean, they could do Cody Omega. That would that would be big. That would be big. Well, part of that too, because we're headed towards uh, King of Pro Wrestling. Yep. In New Japan, which generally finalizes the Wrestle Kingdom card, and of course, the murmurs were that Wrestle Kingdom. U.S. Championship match, uh, Omega versus Rhodes. There was a possibility of doing that. Now, obviously, Rhodes is full time with ROH now, mm-hmm. which of course means he can compete 
for New Japan Schmodes. titles. Schmody. 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 Schmody Schmodes. Schmody Schmodes. Cross Schmodes. Um, but there was, obviously, that was something that was out in the ether, out in the universe. You could do that at Supercard of Honor if you want to do it as an ROH title match instead. If Cody still has the championship by then, which I have a feeling he probably will. I can't see him losing it at this point. I don't know who's in Ring of Honor that would take it from Ring of Honor doesn't really play hot potato with their title either. No, that's part of the reason. I mean, I remember when Daniels won him, people were like, oh, this is only going to last a week and last months. So, you know. um, Who did he beat for that title? Who did Daniels beat? I'm pretty um, sure it was uh, Adam Cole, baby. Was it? I think so. I think maybe you're right. <laughs> I, I know he lost it in a three-way, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, that was a long time ago already. Yeah, that was way, way, way back now. Remember, Cody won that belt in June. Yeah. Wow. So I think uh, I think Adam Cole was the uh, ROH champion. At Go the- to the uh, lineage. I will, uh, I will, while you're looking up that, I would like to also um, point out Shawn Michaels going to be stepping back into a WWE ring. Yep. Now, don't get your hopes too high. Oh, I know. I've already seen it. He's going to be wearing a, uh, a black and white striped shirt. That's right. He's going to be refereeing the Undisputed Era, taking on Sanity? Uh, no. No? Authors no. of pain? Uh-uh. uh-uh. He is you're you're you you had it right the first you were almost right the first time. It's Adam Cole taking on Drew McIntyre for the NXT championship. You should have saved me. <laughs> I tried to save you. You kept guessing. I'm looking at different notes here. I'm looking I'm looking at the authors of pain interfering in the sanity undisputed era match uh from last week's NXT. So now I'm looking at Shawn Michaels will be um, refereeing the Drew McIntyre Adam Cole match. A lot of long blonde hair. Well, not really for Drew, but at one point. Quite. Um, if there's not a chant to start this match of "You're the Father" to Shawn Michaels, <laughs> I think people are going to be a little upset. Yeah. So uh, to answer your original question, Adam Cole did lose the championship to Christopher Daniels. And you were right. Christopher Daniels held that title for 105 days. That was actually longer than the combined reign of Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. The two Kyle O'Reilly was champion. For 33 days. For some reason in my mind, it went Jay Briscoe, Jay Lethal, Adam Cole, Christopher Daniels. I just jumped right over Kyle O'Reilly, and I apologize. And Adam Cole, well, remember, Adam Cole had two reigns there. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, but yes, Christopher Daniel, Christopher Daniels, 105 days beat Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. The previous two reigns combined. Now Cody has already passed that at over 115 days, and he will hang on to that. This is actually the most they've hot potatoed this title in a while. Yeah, Jay Lethal had it for over a year. Jay Briscoe almost, you know. Adam Cole, his first reign was 275. Uh-huh. Michael Elgin had the title for. Uh, two and a half months. Yeah. Um, I mean, prior to that, 89 days for Jay Briscoe. Kevin Steen had it for 328. Davey Richards for 321. These are these are championship reigns that start in one year and end in the next one, more often than not. I mean, this very um, New Japan-esque. I mean, how long has Okada had it? He's If he loses it at um, Wrestle Kingdom, he will have had it for what? A year and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... That's a long time. And you look at the lineage... Wait, wait, I'm sorry, can you ask that question one more time? If Okada loses it at Wrestle Kingdom. Because he won it in the summer of 2016. Yes, correct. So, it, it'll be like a year and a half. Uh, that would a long be, time. That would also be an interesting list to look up. 500 um, some days. Do you know who the longest reigning uh, Ring of Honor champion is? Mm, let me think. So the first one was low key, and he had it for a little bit. I know the the first. He didn't have it as long as you'd think. The first two time champion was Austin Aries, 
And the first three-time champion was Adam Cole, right? Correct. He's the only three-time champion. He's the only three-time champion. But I'm asking for longest single reign. Give you a hint. Samojo. Oh, I didn't have to give you a hint. 645 days. He <sighs> captured the title in March of 20, uh, 2003. Lost to Austin Aries in December of 2004. If he would have made it another week, he would have been champion for the entire year of 2014. 2004. 2004. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Ten years off. Uh, and Brian Danielson had it for 462 days, which of course oh, that look, was... punks in there. Although Brian Danielson had 38 defenses... Yeah, that's, that's I like that they count that. I'm well. so glad whoever whoever did this Wikipedia page has done a nice job. He actually had more defenses. Than I think you can find the same information on the Ring of Honor site. I believe you can, but yeah. Wikipedia was just a little easier to navigate. So most title defenses, 38 tied between uh, between Brian Danielson and Nigel McGinnis. Um, but yeah, the the ROH title I think IWGP I think is the most prestigious title. ROH, man. It's getting there. It's getting there real quick. Especially with who's held it and what they've done in their careers and, you know, mu- you know, multiple ma- headliners of WrestleMania. So, uh, real quick, who wins that? Uh, we, we assume the Shield is winning, They've right? got to, right? Will there be any sort of surprise come out of this, or is this pretty standard fare? I don't know. Probably not. Real quick, um, also, one TLC match. I the only and it's thing the I can only see. specialty match. There is no other specialty match. It is li- literally the one TLC match. The only other one that you could even consider a specialty match is the singles match between the Demon and Sister Abigail. The 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 weird thing is, I mean, maybe a little bit Dean Ambrose, maybe a little bit Seth Rollins, but the rest of the guys in the match aren't really the type to do table ladders and chairs. You know, no. Uh, I feel like this could have just been a tables match, and we could have had a championship yeah. the TLC only... match. You know what would have been really cool? A TLC cruiserweight match. The only thing I could see that would have been cool is somebody turning face. Maybe Braun. I don't know. I doubt it. Doubtful. Somebody. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> copyright. That's why I didn't go any further. Um. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I think there's going to be more chicanery in the um, Ginger Mahal Brock Lesnar Survivor Series match. I think something's going to happen there. There's not going to be a clean finish there. There's no way. I don't even think there's going to be a finish because I agree. Very rarely in a champion versus champion match, they do they do that. No, because you don't want to bury the other championship. If they bury the WWE Championship, it is such a crime because I feel like Nakamura and Styles are going to compete for it at Mania. I hope so. We can only hope. All right. Um, did uh, are you're wrestling this weekend? I am. I'm wrestling tomorrow night at uh, the Sanctuary. Well, I'm performing stunts at the Sanctuary Stunt Show in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Yes. And uh, I believe they've got a they've got a really cool setup there. That is that is quickly becoming a. Uh, independent wrestling bucket list item for me to find a way up there for a show it'll be my first show there so i'm killian, really excited we know that killian is the sanctuary spotlight champion currently he is um so that sounded more like a question he is <laughs> he is not much longer um i, I just assumed you were gonna i thought challenge i thought him. i was getting that <laughs> i thought you were challenged i thought you were about to no, I, uh it's i i have no idea what i'm doing uh, I don't know who I'm wrestling or if I'm wrestling. I'm pretty sure I'm wrestling. But um, I don't know who I'm wrestling, I should say. So I know a little bit, but I don't know much. We know you're going to be on the card. Yes. And we also know that they actually... I know I'm going to be performing stunts. We know you're going to be on the stunt show. Um, we also know that they record. Uh, yes. They record the uh, the stunt show. I don't know how else to call it at this point. Um we know that they record it, so you might have some pretty good video to come back with uh, that we can share. Yeah. Um, all right, so that'll do it for us this week. Uh, we'll have TLC re- a recap next week. Uh, talk a little bit more if any more ROH news comes out or New Japan. Uh, Neville story should be a little bit further along in the process. Uh, and we'll get a recap of your uh, night at Sanctuary. Sounds 
strange when you say it like that. Yeah. My night at Sanctuary. Sounds peaceful. Yeah, probably. All hey, right. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Enjoy yourselves. Don't let scary pumpkin Finn Balor. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash barricade show. Follow us on Twitter at barricade show. You can listen to the show each and every week at soundcloud.com slash barricade show or search for Over the Barricade podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Follow Lee Brando on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram at Lee Brando underscore and send him a friend request on Facebook. Just search for Lee Brando. And don't forget you can send us an email over the barricade podcast at gmail.com. Send in your suggestions. We'll see you next week.